If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, Lavations Friday, and you, Lucy Goosey edition of the program. Hello. Guys doing all right out there? Feeling pretty good? So I I keep thinking that uh, I'm going to get that, that, that turn, that feeling uh, for this game, and it hasn't happened, Tom. I said yesterday I would, I would double-check it as we got into the second hour. Um, and, you know, well, hadn't, hadn't changed much. Hasn't changed much. Well, maybe it could change for you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for Tallahassee hey. Game Day, brought to you by Zaxby's. Yeah. Maybe. I, uh... maybe. <laughs> um, that'll be a fun show to do. I'm going to spend a little bit more time tonight after the exhibition game looking into NC State, looking at areas that we can attack and kind of figuring out perhaps um, a way, a path to victory, Tom, as they say. we got to find a path to victory. I don't care if it's hideous. Find a way. Um, really, Bottom line is, anytime you watch Florida State, knowing how limited Florida State is, if you can run the ball, you can win. If you can't, you don't. I mean, it's the simplest of ways to analyze Florida State here. Can you block it up enough, create angles enough, to allow your quarterback, who's one exceptional talent, is making people miss? Uh, can you do that? The threat of his legs open up the rest of the running game, and it, it changes the outlook for every contest we play if you're capable of doing that. It's why I didn't like us against Clemson, because I knew going in we couldn't block them. But I don't know that that's the case against NC State. So how healthy are we? Um, and I mean that not just in terms of who goes, but also, again, this week they were kind of limited because of uh, a flu bug that was going around. I can't answer that question. Without knowing that, it gets difficult to kind of project anything. But if you can run this game in this game, you find a measure of success at all. Because Florida State's weird. We're an offense with what they're trying to do. We're an offense that fails a lot, but then it's a big play. So it's uh, nothing, 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 nothing. Boom! Look at that! And and it's and that's how that goes. And then it's kind of nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, there's another one. He's gone. You know, and it's 
it's weird to watch the the stops and starts of FSU's offense, but it's what they have to do. And if they're able to do it, uh, they can remain in games because defensively they do a good job up front. And they give themselves a chance to kind of disguise a little bit of the problems they have at linebacker. And I do think they've gotten much more consistent play out of their secondary lately. You look at that first half of the season, the secondary was just a train wreck. They're no longer a train wreck. They're not elite by any stretch. And you're playing a lot of young guys. They're getting more and more reps. But I think with that, you're seeing some of the talent there. Like Kevin Knowles is a very talented player. Cooper, they've got some guys that are talented players. So now if those guys begin to play with a level of confidence, you're noticing they make more plays on the football. You've seen that as the year has progressed. They make more plays on the ball. So, I I mean, I am holding out hope there that that is improving. Um, There is a lot on the line for a lot of people right now. And in particular, if you're just going to go through week to week and talk about, you know, whether this the X's and O's, whatever it is you're talking about, that's fine. But I'm talking bigger picture right now. There's a lot on the line for members of this staff, and I don't know who uh, Mike Norvell is is looking at with two fingers to his eyes, two fingers back to them. But I got to imagine there's a couple of guys fighting for their job here. Oh, Maybe not expressly stated, but I, I, I think that's true. That's why we're here. We can expressly state these things or speculate about them. Yeah, Adam Fuller, this is a huge month. This is it. You know, One way or the other, you're going to know after the next four games. And NC State, Miami, two potentially lethal offenses with the way that NC State has balance and can attack you from any way, which way or, or form. And then Miami has found itself. And if Van Dyke comes in here, throws for three fifty, and and you know Knighton runs for another eighty plus, well, that's probably you got yeah, you're yeah that's lose your job. that might yeah. be all she wrote, and yeah. that doesn't yeah. seem far fetched. No, but it's also possible that we rise up and play. I'll be honest, when I was doing the piece this week for Warchant.com and the third and Lang, it was easier to break down NC State because I just don't know this plague of a flu that's going over Florida State's campus. I don't know what we're gonna look like, so I almost feel like. If you're trying to break down what we can do and the personnel we have, I mean, it yeah, it's be, hard. To it's do. whack-a-mole. Yeah, it, you really don't know. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You don't know, and and they're very hush hush about guys participating, not participating in practice. And you know, you, you certainly heard enough rumors this week about certain guys, and some of them even needing IVs. That's that's not good. That's never good. You never want to hear that. But I don't know. I mean, if you think about it in your own life, yeah. Um. You know, you've you've been sick as hell on a Tuesday and felt fine on by a Friday. Right. I mean, it so, happens. You know, if there were guys that were affected earlier the weekend practice, they might be okay. But this isn't a static situation. It passes from person to person. And the campus is having such a problem that there are memos and emails yeah, being sent out, out yeah. university-wide. Stay away! Saying stay away, telling yeah. professors not to have their kids uh, go to Thaggard to go get a medical excuse if they're absent from class. Like they're like, nope, don't even bother doing that. We told you. The email yesterday says something to the effect of, "We already told you, don't do this. We really mean it now. <laughs> Things are overwhelmed over here, guys. Just yeah. chill out on the whole excused absences thing." Well, I think ultimately that will make the difference in the game. I, I think you have a chance to win the game. You're still an underdog, understandably, but you have a chance to win the game if you're at full strength. And I can't, you know, this is every week we do this with the offensive line. Typically, now we're doing it with the whole team just because of the flu. Right. This so, feels like last year where you just don't know. Like, you know, all those pregame updates on Warchant.com are going to be critical about who's dressed and who isn't. Yeah, that was always weird and for the very obvious reason of the pandemic. But last year's team was, you know, not a team that going into the NC State game a year ago, I'm like, we've we got no chance to win this game. You know, it's kind of like. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Baby steps, man. You know what we're not going to see this year? I guarantee you. 
you're not going to see a defensive back lined up five yards deep into the end zone if NC State has a goal to go. That's just not going to happen. And that's progress. That's a problem. If you give up the goal line, that's a problem. If you're half, yes. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you're at the back of the end zone, where if all they got, need to do is cross that little white line at the very front. If, if you're it's the problematic, the font of NC or Carolina, like the C in Carolina, and you're like right in the middle of the gap <laughs> of the C, that's probably not where you want to be before the snap. No, it's probably not, man. It's uh, <laughs> I uh, I remember thinking, well, okay, this is sort of just a nothing year. Thank goodness, because we're lined up five yards off right. the ball here on the goal line. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, That's the last thing image I have. That and uh, the singles looks that we gave Malik Cunningham up at Louisville where I'm like, oh, well, you could just do that. And he's like, hey, I could just do this. And then they snapped the ball, and, and Adam's like, like, oh, they could just do that. That was like just playing in the backyard with friends, and you got a mismatch where you got like a 15-year-old kid right, being yeah. covered by an 8-year-old. Here's, here's Travis J against here, Tutu. Here you yeah. go. Get you some of this. Yeah. Have some fun with that. Oh, you're going to put Tutu on an island with Travis. I see. Okay. Mm. Yeah, bring that pressure. It's a shame that has been a topic all year long about uh, my man Travis J. I, I, it has not panned out, and we're so desperate to see something from a kid that athletic, and it just hasn't. I know it's real simple to say, "Hey, move him to receiver," but it's just so desperate, so desperate. And and you know, ultimately, there are a lot of factors there. Talked about some of the off the field stuff, and I'm not talking about. I don't want to intimate right. any confidence could be you know yeah. a game changer for him, but you just got it. It's got to start somewhere. The double the, deflector in his lap, you know, maybe that makes him believe that he can make a play. Think about this though, and I do this a lot. I play those scenarios out on this show over the years. I've spent a lot of time talking about the way wins and losses impact the psyche, not only of players and coaches, but obviously of the fan base. And I was going through, and you know, you can. Resolve in your mind that a game's going to play out a certain way, but every time it does, it elicits an emotion and a feeling, good or bad. If Florida State somehow, any way possible, were to win this game, you're right back to that feeling you had before the Clemson game, which was that there are tangible strides being made, there's real growth despite the severe limitations we see within the roster. And again, at that point, I mean, Tom, I don't know how much more they have to do because the expectations, thankfully, were not overstated before the season, meaning Norvell and his staff didn't make promises to recruits they couldn't keep. They didn't tell them they were going to be an eight-win team. They didn't tell them they were going to be a seven-win team. They didn't promise anything in terms of a bowl. So, you know, they, the, the recruits see these games and they think, oh, okay, well, that's why they're recruiting me because they're not any good. Got it. But if you beat NC State, you had already beat North Carolina on the road. You beat Syracuse and played with Clemson. I mean, you're basically one more win away from feeling very good about securing this class. Yeah. I mean, I think you are, really. I, again, because they didn't have heightened expectations as to what they were going to produce. If you tell a kid that you're going to win nine games and you go out and win four or five, that's obviously a problem. If you don't make those promises and then you see progress on the field from a group to be limited, you, you, you absolutely get excited about the potential. Yeah, one thing I saw with with Van Dyke's number, or sorry, not Van Dyke. I'm already thinking ahead to next week. See, you got me looking all over the schedule now. Um, when you look at uh, Devin Leary's numbers against pressure and and non pressure, mm-hmm. and we have those advanced metrics, Pro Football Focus grades those things. I look at those more than I do necessarily like the whole grade. Like, right. You know, look right. at situational numbers. Mm-hmm. When he's not pressured, his completion percentage is upwards of seventy one, seventy two percent. 
as you would imagine, he's completing 66 for the year end. Yeah, he'll be pressured the, tomorrow, though. He when he's be. pressured, it drops to under 45. 45%. And what's crazy about that is when he's blitzed, the numbers look exactly the same as when he's not blitzed because they do a good job at NC State of picking it up. So what does that mean? You've got to generate the pressure with your front four. Now, we can do that. And if we do that and those numbers bear out and you see a bothered Devin Leary tomorrow and you see an offense that scores in the high teens, low 20s from NC State, and, and maybe we do win that game if NC State keeps it at that number, then you'll start to believe next week, well, why can't we do that to Miami? If we can do that to that offense, why can't we do it to Miami's offense? And then you're daring to dream about a three-game win streak playing Florida in the final win of this, or the final game of the season. It's almost like rooting for an NFL team that's around 500 all season long. Like, you get to that seventh win with three weeks to go. This is in the 16-game era. Hey, you know what? We could make the wild card. We could be a wild card <laughs> right, team. Right, right, then right. Then the next week you lose to the Jets, and you're like, well, we were always terrible. That's where I feel like we are. Like, the week-to-week results matter more when you're not good. They change your opinion drastically as a fan when you're not good. That is correct. When you're really bad, you already know that you're really bad. When you're really good, you expect to win, and so it's not that interesting. I feel like in this case, the last month, and it could continue on for the next couple of weeks, every result changes the way we view the season completely from the positive side or the negative side. Well, when you're yes, uh, you're, you're when you're fighting, kicking, clawing, scratching, trying to get to five wins, especially after the Jacksonville State game, yes, and you get to three because of a mini little run there and a surprise upset victory on the road, now all of a sudden you see the finish line, you see the ability to attain something you thought was off the table. So all of it was rekindled. All of it was was you know again there was an uptick in hope, right? And yeah. uh, you know, and that you, that that's why you're watching closely to see is this going to be uh, quickly extinguished? Part of me feels like if we get to five wins, we're going to go to a bowl anyway because a lot of five win teams will say no. Some six wins teams, six win teams might even say I don't know, is it worth it? It Whereas, depends on if it costs us money. We will want to well, but we need those practices, and we will want to go. We, I think we would want to go. I think it, it's probably a good look to go. And we're a brand that a bowl sure would be all too happy to go grab. They're like, oh, well, we're a, a, a 10th-rate bowl, but we get Florida State, we'll throw, get Florida State. Throw down in the St. Petersburg Bowl like we used to talk about when that used to be the Beefo Brady's Bowl. <laughs> you know, that? It's easier to travel to than getting up here for a lot of Knowles fans, and I think we actually what? might be excited enough to go to it. We I mean, would go to it. As, as a yeah. fan base. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, fan base yeah. would actually be excited to go there. But the thing is that if you win tomorrow – Let's just say the flu bug hits the the right people, meaning, you know, it's just they're not critical pieces to the puzzle, and they'll be fine next week. You win tomorrow, you're playing for a bowl berth next week. Not because it gets you to five wins, but because if you beat Miami, you're probably going to beat Boston College. Oh, yeah, and right now, Boston College is so banged up with all the problems that they've had. I mean, they scored six points last week. Yeah, now there is a rumor they're about to get that quarterback back, and if that happens, that's problematic. It is, but it might be a score fest. Okay, let's mm. do a score fest after the Miami game on the road. But if you win this game tomorrow, that's where the conversation goes. It's like, all right, guys, one time. One time this week. And you can put yourself in a position where you win six out of seven games on the schedule going into Florida. It's so precarious. The whole thing is precarious because, on the one hand, because you did what you did to start the year, culminating with an unforgivable loss to Jacksonville State, then you're not able to get – the blanket benefit of the doubt from the fan base who's like, well, wait a minute, are you good coaches? Because you just did that. That did happen. And they're correct to feel that way. Correct. But then they did turn things around, and they found a way. I've said before, they get somehow they're able to get blood from a stone here. They are so one-dimensional. They have very little firepower. I mean, your receivers, not good. 
Tight ends, not good. Offensive line, oft hurt, not deep, frequently average at best. Your quarterback, one-dimensional. So how is it you won games? How is it that you are able to run for over 200 yards a game for much of this year, right? How are you able to do that? Well, that's scheme. That's that's finding a way despite grave adversity. And right? also three letters, ACC. Well, that's true, but that's where you're at, and right. you have to no, find a way. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that deserves high marks. Good job. You're finding a way. Putting kids in a position to succeed, which is what we talk about. Listen, would you like more balance? Would you like more diversity of talent at each of these segment groups? Would you like the ability to throw the ball vertically more consistently? If you had better receivers and a more accurate quarterback, you could, but you don't. So you got to play the games. You're not allowed to just sit around and suck all day. You've got to find a way to make plays and move the football and give yourself a fighting chance to win games by putting players in a position to succeed. And they have done that fairly consistently despite having those severe limitations. So we brought up why you don't get the benefit of the doubt because of what you did early. Then we bring up the positive signs that you are innovative, good coaching staff. So fans are sort of stuck right in the middle right now with this group in terms of their emotional investment and belief as to where it's headed. I wonder how many recruits probably feel that way. I wonder how many existing players on the roster feel that way. I don't know. I, w- I, would, I would bet that it's like a 50-50 split here, and it's interesting just watching the way this plays out. Each game then has a huge sway and impact as to what, which direction the wind blows there. Yeah, I think for short-term optimism it does. I think long-term optimism in a way has been satiated after 0-4 in a way that it could never have been without 0-4. Like, you can't feel this good about the buy-in. You can't feel that good belief. about being 3-5 and five if you had start, if you, unless you win three out of your last four games, sure. Well, but what I'm saying, too, is that this is not the same group that's quitting on their coaches and you've got right, a toxic right, right. locker yeah, yeah. room. No, no. That you don't want to test it more, yeah. but, I mean, that they bounce back from this is also, I think, for good for the long-term prognosis. That is true, but as Mike correctly pointed out and did say, you know, he, he didn't want any part of taking credit for that even though it is his job, right? He was like, well, that's the bare minimum. So fans can acknowledge it and say that it's happened, and that is progress, and that's good to know, but it is kind of the bare minimum. Well, if he was taking a victory lap for it, I'd be more worried. Oh, right, He's right. Like, no, See what we've no, done here? I'm like, oh, defiant no, Mike Norvell. No, 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 of course, of course, you're right. No, I'm saying that that's right of him to say you can still acknowledge that it happened and that's a good thing, but it's also true that it's just the you've accomplished the very first thing that you had to get done. Ever seen Little Giants? That was a big movie when I was yes, a kid. Yes. We gained a yard, and everybody goes nuts. <laughs> Second and nine. We gained a yard. That's where we are. Oh, man. Let's get to uh, some picks here shortly. It's Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chat TV. Let's get to the wager in here, or the picking in this case. Mom managed to just squeak out, just find a way to not fall further into the depths of a thorough ass beating, uh, but uh, but but instead split thanks to an overtime uh, victory. By the way, I'm assuming we both had uh, the Colts last night. So I was telling Lee Sterling, Tom, that uh, I had somebody. I know cover because they indeed, indeed did purchase the points. And you talk about a backdoor cover. At one point, it's 42 to 10. The final is 45 30. He purchased the six and a half, upping the total to 16 and a half and getting that uh, little teaser, please. 
Yeah, I know somebody. Um, it, you know what's amazing? I could just say this now. You know, it's like my buddy down in Tampa texted me. He's like, "Hey, I jumped on plus twenty four and a half on the live on the Hard Rock because I feel like you know the Colts are just going to run the ball yeah. on the line of scrimmage." Yeah, yeah. and it it paid off. Luckily for me, I have half my team on a bye week this week, and so I had Hines in the game, and he went nuts. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way to go, oh, Naheem. That's a situation where in the 70s, like, you dog. Oh, it was Bob oh, Birkin. Oh, you dog. It was Bob Birkin. I got a text oh, from him. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, I got a text from him. <laughs> oh, you will. There were some expletives. He'll give you good texts and bad texts, though. He's an equal opportunity texter. Oh, this, He'll congratulate this, you, too. This text was solid. He was like, are you effing kidding me? I was like, hey, man, I was at your house when I drafted him. You heard the celebration of my voice when I got him in the last round. It was for this moment that he shined against your sorry-ass team. <laughs> All right, cue it up. Let's bring Mama in. And now for another edition of The Family Pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. And I shall. Hello, Mama. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am uh, happy the weekend is here, ready to watch some football, ready to lengthen the uh, separation here between you and me in the win column. I know. Well, it didn't happen this week. We split. We did split. <laughs> yeah, we did. You got an overtime win. I did, and it was about time. I had earned one since every other one that I've had, I've lost. I felt for you this weekend because uh, your favorite player in the league, Derrick Henry, is out for the year. That's awful. I'm, I know it. I am just sick about it. I, um, and I think that is really a devastating blow for Tennessee. Yes, it is. Yes, I would, I mean, uh, I would dismiss I, them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think without him, they are just not the same the same team but i yeah i really feel bad because i um gosh he's such a great player and i will miss uh watching him yeah so. yeah he's enjoyable to watch all right we both had the colts last night they dispatched the jets as we figured they would and that was yeah, an easy win they, there they did i tell you that one guy what was that guy's name that taylor was, uh, or hines which one the both running backs went nuts no not not hines who's the other one jonathan taylor oh my lord yeah. That was something. I mean, he just ran amok. Well, I mean, it's the offensive line that you should be praising because he ran through gaping, gigantic, cavernous holes every time I he got the ball. He did. I know. No, I was going to say that. You know I watch the offensive line. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You. Yeah. Very, yeah. Yes, I'm very aware of, of them. So All right, like, so let's get to these picks, Mom. Saints-Falcons. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints. I'm not sure exactly who's going to play quarterback, but I'm telling you, I just don't have a lot of faith in Atlanta. I know they didn't they win last week, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, but I'm not taking them, especially playing in New Orleans and everything. I'm kind and I will of say I felt bad for Jameis. I that was just an unlucky thing. It was terrible. Yeah, he was playing pretty well too. I hated for him as well. He's tough. He'll battle back, but he's lost for the year. I'm torn on this game. I really am. I. I don't know. I'll take the Saints because of the defense, but I don't feel good about it, and it's not a game I want to watch because it'll be ugly. But yeah, I'll, I'm... I know it's that it is a hard one to pick, but I just feel like it's and you know New Orleans is a hard place to play in that. Dome. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm picking them as well. All right, Broncos at Cowboys. Yeah, now I I just was listening before, and they say Dak may play. I don't know if he should or not, but I'm going to take Dallas. I'd take him if uh, you know Mike McCarthy were playing. That's fine. I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat ass in the ball. What's happened with? I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is good. I don't know what's happened to Denver. Good's a bit strong, Mom. He's a he's a he's a serviceable starter in the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
It, well, it, I mean, I think they be, should be doing better than they're doing. Uh, uh, they're four and four. They feel like a four and four club to me. He feels like a four and four quarterback to me. That's okay. <laughs> Patriots. Okay. Patriots at Panthers. Yeah, I'm taking the uh, Patriots. Me too. Vikings at Ravens. Yeah, I think this could be pretty good. I I'm do taking too. Baltimore. Me too, but I. Uh, I know. I know. I think it's a toughie. I do too. Browns at Bengals. Yeah. Now this game. I just don't know what to do with this game, but I'm taking Cincinnati. I think they're going to be mad that they lost last week, and uh, I'm not sure what's happening with Baker Mayfield and that whole thing with Odell Beckham. They may be all in a in a you know Twitter. So I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati because I think they're better than Cleveland. I don't. I think Baker's probably relieved that Odell Beckham Jr.'s gone, but um, I, I do think the Browns have some issues on offense. They can run the ball, but I think the Bengals' defense is much better against the run than they have been. I'll take the Bengals here. Bills at Jags. We're both going to take the Bills. Texans at Dolphins. Oh, my God, what a stink fest. I know. That is a bad game. I'm taking Miami. I'm not sure why, but I'm taking them. Because you can't, in good conscience, take the Texans ever to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you can't. Uh, Raiders. I remember that. Raiders at Giants. Yeah. Now this game, you know, the Raiders have been playing really good, but Lord, have they had a lot of yes mess going on there between John Gruden and now they're one of their players is has a kill somebody in a car wreck. Mm. I I worry about them, but I and the Giants played better last week. I don't know what to do with this game. I'm going to take Vegas. I'm going to take the Giants. Give me the Giants at home to win this game. At some point, the amount of off-the-field problems and distractions for the Raiders, and by distractions I don't mean to be dismissive. I mean, that's a profoundly sad situation. Terrible. At some point, I just think it catches up to you. It's hard to continue to to be focused. I'll take the Giants at home. I know. I feel that way, too. I think that might have been not a good pick on my part. I just... you know, you just never know. Sometimes that really galvanizes them together, and sometimes not. Let's go with Chargers at Eagles. Chargers. Packers at Chiefs. No Aaron Rodgers oh. as he's gone off the deep end. Uh, he has gone off the deep end, and you know that just really saddens me because you know how <laughs> you know? how much you like Aaron. I know. I, I did. I just loved Aaron Rodgers, except when he played us. But I just I don't understand why he would lie and oh my lord! I just that really bothers me. Anyway, I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah, I will too. I'll take Kansas City here as well. Uh, Cardinals at Forty ers I know it. I am taking Arizona. And Titans at Rams. You're going to take the Rams. Me too. I am. Finally, Bears and Steelers. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Steelers. I, um, I I just I don't think Chicago I can do it. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know about Pittsburgh either, but I took Pittsburgh. Me too. All right, so we, we have just the one, I think. Is that right? Yeah, Giants-Raiders yeah, is the, the only Giants game. Giants-Vegas game different. That's it. That's it. That's all. You won't fall that much further behind. I won't. I won't. I'll make a steady climb up one one rung of the ladder. <laughs> we'll see. I love you, Mama. Bye-bye. I love you, too. Have a good weekend. All right. Talk Bye-bye. to you later. Bye. Yeah. Not a lot. Got to get better. Not enough. You do a lot of work. Yeah. This, this slate here is... Yeah. Well, I told you last week when I had the sneak peek to the Jets-Colts Thursday night affair that we were in trouble. I was like, oh boy, they're kicking off the week on a a sorry start right off the bat, and then Falcons-Saints is a mess. Broncos-Cowboys, eh. 
Eh, eh. Yeah, this feels like a weekend. If you want to get something done, get it done. Or by that, I mean just go play golf or something. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think there's a level of an intrigue surrounding that Packers-Chiefs game. There's a level of intrigue surrounding the Chargers-Eagles game just because the Chargers now have shown that they've got some problems. They've got, they've got the uh, ability, the propensity to play a game that uh, is out of left field where you're like, what the hell was that? So now all of a sudden you don't know about that. I would say that I have marginal interest. What would have been good, what would have been a lot of fun, is that Titans-Rams game. But damn it, man. Well, so would have Chiefs and Packers. Sure. Sure. Well, if Aaron were playing, I think that's a, a lopsided win for the Packers. It could be. Chiefs got issues, man. That's just they, that's that's just who they are now. Not real good. It's a terrible shame. Terrible. Oh, shame. I know. I know you're devastated, and I'm devastated. Hey, listen. Uh, I, I, you know, it's okay that uh, a couple of these teams have uh, fallen by the wayside, either through yep. insanity or injury. But in Baltimore, <laughs> insanity or injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just fighting for home field. We're just trying to do our thing. We get to sit back and lay back in the cut this week as Bucks fans. Well, and exactly. You get you you pawns out there. Yeah, you guys do your thing. You do your thing. Yeah. The, the real pieces on the board. Yeah. We'll see you in just a little bit. That was also not just an insanity sounder, but also a thank you to our friend Eric Angel, who oh, always supports us. I did not have the StreamYard up. I appreciate that. Uh Eric, thank you very much. And by the way, I uh will note, since you're saying basically come to the CP. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll be there, me and Corey Clark. Happy hour, 5 o'clock till 6 o'clock. I will leave that said happy hour and make my way right over to the uh, basketball game. By the way, I think something was canceled. Florida State canceled something, or the city canceled something today. Let me double-check uh, this. They? Yeah, the um, – We need the, the break block, to check it? The block party has been canceled. Oh, well, because College Town is uh, and downtown could be wrought yeah. with the flu? Canceled. They're done with that. That's it. That's no, no, Nobody – Go rolling over there. I was hoping he wouldn't say the football game. I'm like, what? Is it 2020 no, all over no, no, again? No no. no, no. The block party has been canceled. So there, you got. That's it. Go to the game. Go to the basketball well, game. Come to the CP. Well, of course. Just, I said to except do that for you first. students. Except for you students. Yeah, you stay a you million stay miles away, away, sickly students. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Many roofing companies out there will hire subcontractors to do their work for them. T-Spark Enterprises, uh, excuse me, hires employees, and that's because they value the immense benefits that come with having a trusted, reliable, and highly trained crew that can be held to the high standards T-Spark is known for, experts in their craft, and Pride in their work. That's the T-Spark difference. Best in town, period. Give them a call today, 766-1340, or get a free quote online at tsparkconstruction.com. People like to get things done around the house when the weather warms up around springtime. You know, it's like, let's uh, spring cleaning. Let's do this. Let's do that. I feel like the wintertime is a better time to get stuff done. So you're not sweating your ass off? Yeah, partly. It feels more invigorating to be outside in these type of conditions. It does. Uh, it also feels like it'd be a good night to sit around a fire and enjoy a porter, smoke a cigar. Enjoy a porter. My God. Enjoy a porter, smoke a cigar, warm the feet by the fire. Mm-hmm. 
listening to some good tunes. Oh, buddy. oh, forget about it. This we're, this 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 your Friday. There oh. it is. After a porter or two, then you cut it off and you go to just the nightcap of a little single malt. Yeah, I mean, you do what you want. You have one or two. I may have three or four, and then it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right there. Yeah. It'll be all right. I'll be. Walking back into my house. This is porter season too, over it at is, uh, yeah. the CP. You know, because you know it's porter season when it makes it on the main tap at the CP, right? Man, it uh, a good porter, a good stout. Yeah. This time of year, is your dad swinging by today, or is he going straight to basketball? He's going straight to basketball with my kids. Okay, so. then it becomes critical that next Friday we have our Guinness. We have yeah, not had it. One. Is a traditional. Um, get together and and you feel like the season is lost if you don't do it i i agree with you i i agree with you greatly our man buffalo tom is throwing down he one ups everybody what he's well he's well i don't know we have to post the comment but yeah yeah fire drink blunt music porch tv game on okay tom have yourself there he is have yourself a friday is that is that a photo of tom that's on the chat right now Uh, they canceled the block party. I love this. Uh, yes. Okay, Preston, they did. Yeah. It can get high for you. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. I will, uh, I will, I will report. I I don't think you're going to the basketball game, right? I'll report back to the extreme quicks that I see from Caleb Mills tonight. I'm really excited about that game. This isn't a woe is me thing either. It's just like when we're done with the happy hour, it takes about 20 minutes, 25 minutes to break. By the time I get there, it'll be like the start of the second half, so there's no point. Yeah, I'm going to be late. They're getting there early. They're getting a seat. It's free, everybody out there, so you can get a great seat to catch this squad, which has a lot of new players and a lot of players that uh, that even – if they were existing players, didn't get a big role last year. So an opportunity to, to see a team that I think is going to be very different than what we've seen from Ham's team in the past. They're going to have to be, uh, they're going to have to win with quickness. Uh, they're going to have to win uh, as a smaller team, although they do have two seven plus footers and, you know, they got, they got guys, but they're not as developed. Uh, also, I would, I would just note uh, that that's who won the national championship a year ago is an interchangeable group of backcourt players that could all shoot and beat you off the pounce. The game seemed to go that way, but I don't know that we have those kinds of guys. I mean, those were elite guys, but they were also all transfers. So the game of basketball is going to kind of go in that way. Ham's going to have to navigate some waters now that might be frustrating because I do think we're going to have a larger discussion, both for football, basketball, for that matter, uh, all of the meaningful sports, NIL is going to matter, and you're going to have to figure out a way. I mean, Kentucky, as I noted before, we were in on a guy who's got to deal with a Porsche dealership. Right. That, right. Th- that's problematic. I mean, well, maybe uh, the gospel label can, uh, you know, maybe oh, the kids yeah. can come in and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. they can pose for the cover shoot of the, of the, of the label. Uh, yeah. So, whatever it is, you're going to have to find a way. You're in the midst of a season now in football where, okay, Get through, show progress, get better, get this class procured. Raising the level of talent changes what the expectations are and what's possible, certainly. But this offseason, man, I'm really hoping to hear better news regarding those that are being asked to help out from an NIL standpoint. Basically, it's all the stuff that used to go on, hush-hush, behind the scenes, certain people who had the means to do so, helping out their alma mater so that certain players felt influenced in a way that benefited you and now it's all above board it's nil you just funnel it through a worthwhile organization and you give them a a deal 
but we need to have people do that. Yeah, the Warchant.com Hoops Report with Bronny James. I don't know uh, that we have enough. I don't know that we have enough. Uh, no, in, in that particular instance, uh, I don't think it'll make a difference. No, it wouldn't make a difference. But, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it is disconcerting. And I, it's funny because a lot of people, you can't, it's hard to live in the now when you're worried about the future. So, you know, on the one hand, I say, it's on a fortune cookie somewhere. Well, I mean, on the one hand, you just want to watch the gradual steps being made to improve as a program and the buy-in and all that stuff and the recruiting class. And on the other hand, people love to, we all do, we're very impatient. Ham was talking about this yesterday. You love to project two and three and four years from now. And if you get caught doing that, you do get very concerned by what Florida State currently doesn't have. Now, we also know how quickly these things change. And we've also seen programs that have the means fall flat on their face. So there are other factors that influence whether or not a program is successful. But you do have a baseline that you have to reach. So just saying. You do have to get to a certain place. From baseline to baseline. Yeah, you do have a baseline. Yeah. I mean, Florida has enough rich alumni boosters, fully endowed scholarships, and all kinds of opportunities in NIL, and they're falling on their face because their coach is insane. But the point is... You do have to get to a certain level, and then we'll worry about the rest. Well, that's why our law school got a lot better last 10 years. You look <laughs> at uh, where we are in public universities across uh, the United yeah, that, States. That's great, Tom. That's, wait, <laughs> no, well, listen, that's how we're building towards getting those endowments. Oh, yes, but nobody wants to hear that because that's 30 years from now that the benefit of that takes hold, and you have the kind of money flowing back into the university from those that graduated from a more prestigious Florida State than we did. That's fine. Not if you're a lawyer and you lay it all on the line on the Hard Rock Sports app this weekend. You can really help the program. Maybe. Or they shut it down. Don't do it for yourself. Yeah. Do it for the program. We'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. I'm not applying that to anything. I'm just letting you know that's what you need to do. There you go. Get you well, some of that. We were just talking about people that needed to be added to the payroll, namely 17 and 18-year-olds, right? You know, that's where we are now yeah, in college we, sports. we got asked, uh, you know. How could how can I help? Uh, Tom wants to know. <laughs> Not you, but yeah, yeah, Tom yeah. on the chat. I agree. Let's do that. We need to provide a Bama table not only from a nutritional standpoint, but a financial one as well. How about the spearhead campaign? <laughs> we, we need to come up with a catchy name. I cannot believe after all these years we don't have some sort. I don't mean you and me. Right. I mean the university. Well, they've like got the levels pay- of the boosters. Yeah, They're like, sucks. you know, sucks. here's your rock, and then here's stone, and here's uh, <laughs> like uh, all these little ones. No, you don't want no. <laughs> here's I mean, feather. Yeah, give, do all that stuff. But I'm saying, like, the Ipte fund in and of itself just sounds like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. It's 10 bucks. I should do it. It also sounds like a federal requirement that screws you out of about 10% <laughs> of your income. It's like, oh, the damn Ipte. Why am I paying into oh, this Ipte? Again, I got this went through. I'm never going to need the Ipte. Why am I paying into the Ipte? The annual Aubrey Boyd game tipping off at 6 p.m. at the TLC Double C against Florida College. Tom, you know they're located in Temple Terrace. 
That's right. <laughs> Almost went there. Uh, so it is tomorrow on the pregame show, 9 a.m., running counter to college game day. Not a great slate in the world of college football, so you don't want to tune in. You would anyhow, but especially tomorrow to uh, Tallahassee game day. Uh, our friends at Xfinity make that possible as we'll have uh, high-speed internet cranking through here That's and uh, be able to – you can watch it on uh, Warchant TV without all the glitches and the like. A glitch. Glitch. You, you don't want the glitch. No glitch. And you can tell the way we produce this thing, man. we got a lot of elements. You know, if it's not Chris Farley, it's the fraudulent goats. Mm. We've got two different video feeds. Sometimes we patch in other people. They're the goats. They're the goats. You need all these things to be at your fingertips, and you need them to respond in a timely fashion. Nobody has time anymore. If the internet's out for five seconds, people freak out. You know that, everybody out there. Your kids, the power too. Your kid. Well, I think the internet's more important than the power. Like if the power's on and there's no internet, people don't know what to do anymore. It's like they've never heard of a board game. So let's not put ourselves through that situation, people. Let's make sure we have Xfinity, and that's what you can do right now by calling one eight hundred Xfinity. Get yourself converted if you haven't done so. By the way, also. When you play the goat clip, I've now discovered not only does he definitely kick him in the face, it's a one-two. Pap, pap. Look, one-two. Yeah. Gets him twice. I think you're right. He's like, here's a little side action, followed up by an uppercut. <laughs> what did we name them? We, we need uh, to go back. Oh, I think somebody was Roy. Maybe Roy. Like Julian. Byron. Byron. <laughs> yeah. There might have been a Julian in there. Enoch. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Given the sound that a goat's hoof makes when it jumps Enoch. on things, Enoch, Enoch is good. perfect. Yeah, also we'll call little, him Nucky. Even a little evil. Oh yeah, Enoch always sounds like it's a little evil. Yeah, like right. you can't hear the guy overseas going, "Hello, Enoch." By the way, yeah, so you saw this week? Oh yeah, I tweeted about it. Oh, that's amazing. So he he now says he's had eight hundred, eight hundred pizzas in the last year or ten months. 18 months, 18 months, sorry. Joe wants to know. I think 810 months, that's I, too crazy. Who would ever do that? Earl. I think it was Earl was one of the names. Earl? Earl. Yeah. Perhaps. Earl and Enoch. There you go. Double E. It's a great song called Theo, Theo and Weird Henry, but that doesn't work. One of those goes could be Weird Henry. Look at old Weird, weird Henry. Well, let's see the clip again. Let's yeah. find which one is Weird one Henry. He doesn't be, have to be in the yeah, foreground. He's Weird Henry. The one on the right. Far right is Weird Henry. Yeah. Just hop it over. <laughs> Look at old Weird Henry. He does the minimal amount of work, by the way. He barely clears the hay. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, that'll do it right there. I got it. Yep. Okay, guys. Let's go race out here into the field. And then the one that's cropped all the way on the left is Christopher. Bless his heart. He's just not fast enough to get there first. He's not fast. He's a little slow. Not only is he a little slow, he doesn't have hops. He's struggling. He's a little overweight. He's aging. But he's always there. Like, you know, if you need attention, you know, from, you just want to spend some time with the goats. The other ones, they shun you. But there's Christopher. He's always there. He's such a sweet guy. Jerry's a good one. Jerry the goat. There's Jerry. He's over there. Jerry, Enoch, Earl, Weird Henry. There they all are. So we're going to have to freeze frame this so we can put name <laughs> put tags names underneath names over them. every yeah. single one yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think already we've, we've discovered everybody's going to like Weird Henry the most. Oh, yeah. yeah look Weird at, Henry's got a story. Look at Weird Henry. He's done everything he could. When Weird Henry jumps. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell that it's a Libations Friday, Lucy, a QC edition of the show, can you guys? You can't tell. Oh, I don't. I'm so anxious. Goodbye, YouTubers. I want to fast forward to the game. I want to fast forward to the game because I have a feeling, well, I've already said it. If we win this game, 
we're going to be over the moon again, just like we were prior to the Clemson game, and we can recapture that loving feeling. Well, I, yes, and we could sing about it too. Mm-hmm. But I want to get to, let's see, a 4 o'clock kick, 2 o'clock tomorrow at warchant.com for the updates because every update from the press box is going to be with bated breath. We thought we were on you know, a big watch last week for Dylan Gibbons. I mean, now this is very much like 2020 all over again. It's the biggest story that can happen. I'll tell you what it is. Really quickly, the biggest story that could happen is that for whatever reason Jordan Travis doesn't play and they are forced to start your man. Oh. The Rotomaker. Well, that would mean McKenzie's out too. So who's your backup, Travis J? I don't know. The Travis J era at quarterback <laughs> begins on Bobby Bowden Field. I know. You notice that I just keep skipping over McKenzie Milton. I do it every time. I forget he's on the team. Yeah. yeah. But he's not part of the future. Start part of, of I mean, he's part of the immediate future. You'd start well, anyhow. Bottom line is, you better hope with those binoculars you see Jordan Travis out there, because admittedly, well, that's the one thing he and Corey and I do agree on. Is I, yeah, you got to have him out there. We don't have much else. Yeah, and by you, you mean Ira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have binoculars. No, that's true. I meant to buy some at the Ryder Cup, and that was just a, it's a mistake on my part. You really need those, especially as you get older. I'm finding. <laughs> follow the golf ball. <laughs> Good work out of you, sir. Thanks to all of you for listening and watching. Thanks to you, Matthew, for your work as always. Be well, everybody. Go Knowles. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., we'll be on the air with you. Tallahassee game day.